This is the situation that we're getting. We need to make adjustments to help the business grow in the short term or survive in the short term and grow in the future. So in this situation, how can we make decisions that are going to help us achieve those, those initiatives? Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. We hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy during these uncertain times. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the podcast is being recorded a little differently these days. I'm doing all of our interviews via Zoom from my house as part of the stay-at-home order. The COVID-19 pandemic has had a grave impact on the health of our residents and our parish economy. We've been doing our part here at JEDCO to help businesses stay afloat and to provide some guidance as we begin to consider reopening the economy in the coming days. We released our Jefferson Back to Business plan earlier this week, and we highly encourage our business community to take a look at that. You can find that plan and more on our website at jedco.org. This week, I spoke with Justin Hartenstein of Oracle Lighting. Oracle is based in Fat City in Metairie. The company has been manufacturing automotive lighting parts since 1999. Today, Justin and I talked about giving back to the community during the pandemic and pivoting to sustain the business during a crisis. It was an illuminating conversation and I hope you enjoy. Well, Justin, thank you so much for make, making time for us for this. We, we really appreciate it. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, happy to be here. Well, great. Well, first and foremost, um, how are you? How are your friends and family doing? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, all things considered, we're doing really well. I, I don't know anybody in my immediate family or friends that have been directly affected uh, by the virus. So that's, of course, uh, something to be very thankful for. Uh, I know my kids, they are uh, they're been stuck at home for about a month now, so sure. they're just coming up with different ways to uh, drive my wife crazy every day, so <laughs> besides that, <laughs> yeah, besides that, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty lucky. I mean, obviously, uh, a lot of people have been affected uh, with this, uh, you know, just with their businesses and with, uh, uh, obviously, just making their life a whole lot harder, but as far as uh, just the, the illness in general, uh, yeah, we're all healthy and we're thankful for that. Well, good. I'm so glad to hear that. I can um, relate to being cooped up at home for quite some time. We're actually doing this podcast from my dining room. I've got a 90-pound dog in the back barking. We've got a, potentially a thunderstorm brewing overhead. So uh, it's definitely different these days. But um, same with us. We're, we're all staying safe, safe and healthy. So um, count our blessing, blessings for sure. <laughs> I'm going to dive in with some questions about Oracle. This is such a cool company. You've been in Jefferson Parish for quite some time. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, sure, yeah. Just the simplest way to put it is that uh, we develop uh, solid-state LED lighting solutions for the automotive aftermarket. And most of those are uh, branded under our Oracle brand. And uh, that's really what we're best known for. But we're also a tier one supplier for uh, a lot of OE manufacturers and the uh, marine, automotive, uh, industrial, heavy equipment, and our material handling industry. So uh, while uh, the products that we develop and manufacture for some of the other companies don't bear our name, uh, as uh, I'm, my role here is the uh, director of product development, a big part of what I do is uh, 
actually working with other companies and developing uh, lighting products for you know very specific applications usually. That's great. And how, how did you get started with this? How long have you guys been in business? <laughs> um, well, it, uh, we've technically been in business since 1999 is, uh, we were, uh, sort of started off, uh, very, very small. I, uh, at the time I was uh, going to college, studying engineering at UNO and, uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't really, uh, plan on starting a business, but, uh, I was always really into cars and I, uh, was, uh, <laughs> I found myself in a situation where I, I, uh, I bought a, uh, a totaled, uh, Lexus IS 300. It was like my dream car, but I couldn't afford it. And so I bought one that had been a crash and it was a pretty ambitious, uh, project to undertake, but I got the car back together. And the last real part of it that I had to, uh, to really, uh, figure out a solution for was the headlights and for that vehicle, the headlights were super expensive at the time. So, uh, instead of going to the dealership and buying a set of headlights, I took the set of headlights that I had and they were smashed up. So I basically had to start with a blank canvas and sort of just reimagined it. I used components from other vehicles, uh, that I was able to get uh, pretty cheap. And, you know, there's actually a name for this now. It's called retrofitting and basically put those components into uh, the headlights that I had and built the set of lights and it actually came out pretty good. And when it was done, I, uh, I was proud of it. So I put it on a message board, you know, there wasn't really even like, you know, <laughs> there wasn't Facebook or anything like that. Back then. <laughs> sure. So I put it on this automotive message board and almost instantly, uh, someone offered to buy the lights from me. And, you know, my first thought was, well, I can't sell you that. I need these. <laughs> it's the last part of the car. I need to get the car on the road. But uh, I, I sort of did the math and realized for what they were offering to pay me for the lights, I could buy a new set of lights for my vehicle and build another set of these custom lights. And so I did that. I built another set of those custom lights and sold that and built, used that money to build two more and sold those two, used that money to build four more. So early on, I mean, it was just really an organic process. Uh, you know, like <laughs> organic growth is one of those buzzwords that's kind of thrown around a lot, but really, I mean, this was, the, you know, just the, <laughs> a perfect example of organic growth. And because of that, I mean, we, we never really had to go to outside investors and uh, the, the company grew very, very slowly uh, because at first, you know, it was really a capital broke college kid. So it wasn't, it wasn't something I was really even doing uh, full time. I had a, I had a job at the time and I was in school, but uh, then when Katrina happened, I, you know, lost my job and uh, school was uh, was canceled. So I had to sort of fall back and make this my, uh, my full-time priority, which, uh, you know, looking back at it, it was a blessing in disguise, but at the time it was hard to recognize that that was, uh, <laughs> that was ultimately going to be a good thing. But um, yeah, it, it really kind of happened naturally and on its own. Just luckily it's something that I really enjoy doing and uh, I've enjoyed seeing the uh, evolution as, a, as this business has sort of evolved. I love that story. I think, you know, we hear so much from small business owners who have, especially talking about like how they've had to um, pivot during Katrina. And we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later because we're going to talk about some of these businesses that have been pivoting and some and how your business has has helped out during this crisis. So, you know, there's such terrible things that happen. And then, you know, there's some good that comes out of it in some way, shape or form. So um, you're based in Fat City. How long have you been in Jefferson Parish? Have you been, were you here the whole 
the the whole time? Yeah, well, basically, yeah. The business sort of started in my garage, and that was in Metairie. And then uh, when we actually incorporated and became a real business and had employees and uh, all that stuff, we actually we, uh, were on Jefferson Highway. And then we moved from there to uh, our current uh, location on Division Street. And uh, since then, we've grown, so we've purchased a total of three buildings on Division Street to make sort of a, a campus of of warehouses and offices to uh, to work from. Most reasonable people would probably have just you know, moved to Kenner or Elmwood where there's more availability when it comes to warehouse space and just overall just <laughs> we uh, the type of business that we're running is more of a distribution business. And so you don't see a lot of that in Mattery, but uh, you know, we just really like it here. Uh, that city is a, uh, you know, we've got a chance to really see it, it evolve with a lot of the initiatives that, that have come out. Uh, you know, Cynthia Lee's done an incredible job with uh, everything that she's done here. And uh, I actually had the chance to, uh, I had the privilege of, of serving on the, uh, on that MBDD board, which uh, it's a, for those that don't know, it's basically a, a board of local business owners that oversee a discretionary fund of how, uh, these funds are put into that city. You know, we select different projects and things like that for beautification and uh, security and things like that in the area. So uh, I served on the board for two years, and that was really my first uh, <laughs> first chance to work in in parish uh, parish government in, in some small way. So it was a really cool learning experience, and again, just kind of seeing firsthand working with uh, Cynthia Lee and then later Jennifer Van Frank and just everything that they do. Um, yeah, it, it, it's we see a uh, a lot of potential here and we think that it's going to continue to grow and really become uh, you know basically what the downtown development districts come become for new orleans we really hope that that city basically becomes uh, a business center for uh, for Jefferson parish that it's so wonderful to see business owners like yourself that are engaged and excited about what is happening in our community and specifically you know you are so right that city has such potential and I know Jedco has been working very closely with the council for many, many years and a lot of the business, actually the MBDD too, um, just to, to ensure that continued growth and prosperity there. So we love that you're part of that group and we, we love to see that you continue to, to engage. So thank you. Um, you mentioned that you do a lot of distribution. Oracle is a global business. You export to people all over the world. What is that like for you and your team to see this business grow into what it has become? You know, it's easy to look at it from where we started it with, you know, basically one person in the garage to where we are today. Uh, it, when, when you look at that, at the, at the, at that as a whole, it, uh, it seems like a massive difference, but really, I mean, these changes and, and everything happened over time, I mean, it, it's been 20 years that we've been doing this. And so uh, it, it wasn't an overnight success. Uh, everything that, that uh, we've become today, we've had to really work for and grow for, grow into. And it's, uh, so we, it, it's hard to really like, <laughs> to feel like, oh, wow, look where we started and where we are now, because it, it's been so incremental and these changes have been so small. But, uh, you know, we, we really do try to uh, celebrate the small achievements. You know, it, it is important. Uh, professionally and, and personally that that when you do reach a goal or when you do accomplish something that you've been trying to do is that you really um you know you take a moment to appreciate that because for me i mean and a lot of 
you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people that are business owners, it's you reach a goal and as soon as you reach it, you've got all these other irons in the fire and you move right on to the next project. You move right into the next, uh, you know, the next event or next thing that you're trying to, to work towards. And it, you sort of lose sight of uh, taking a moment to appreciate uh, things. So we, we try to, we certainly try to do that um, when we can, but uh, like, like everybody else struggles with it, it, it it's, it's, uh, it's something that, that, I really try to be more mindful of it, and it's uh, it's just looking at other business owners, and, and when uh, you ask them, like, what do you wish you would have done different? It's never like, oh, I wish I would have not made this investment or made this investment. It's more like, I wish I would have appreciated the things that were happening while they were happening and really living in the moment. And so I try to be mindful about that <laughs> and, and, and sort of learn from, from where they're coming from. That's excellent. It's so um, thoughtful. I feel like we, you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to this podcast and who are starting out on in their own businesses. And I think that's, that's great advice to take a step back and just remember to celebrate the wins. You have been on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing list of companies over the years. You've won a ton of awards. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about how it makes you feel to be a leader in your industry? Yeah, I mean the uh, the JCO Small Business of the Year Award was definitely uh, one of our favorite. <laughs> so, Love that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's uh, the rewards are great. It, it's um, it's nice to have you know hardware to put on the shelf or hang on the wall, uh, but it's uh, you, you you can't work with that being your your, your focus of trying to trying to earn uh, these these awards. It, it's really got. Uh, you know, it, it, they can almost be a little bit deceiving because when you get an award, then you feel like everything's going really well, where really the award's based off of what you did the year prior, years prior. And so uh, you could kind of get yourself into a false sense of, of uh, you know, that, that, that things are going going better and that you don't, maybe you don't need to work as hard. And and that's the, uh, that's the only thing, would, <laughs> the cautionary thing I would point out there is that it's really not a... Uh, uh, a good uh, way to look at how how your business is going is, is based off of this, and it's really uh, you know for us we we've really made a lot of effort into uh, working on establishing uh, guiding principles and really focusing more on what we're going to be remembered for and what will we look back and, and see how we ran the business and how we treated our customers and how our team members treated each other and, and just we wanted to make sure that. Uh, you know, the focus wasn't just on 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 constantly growing and growing and growing and growing. It was more of uh, you know we, we've we've shown we can grow. We, we, we've accomplished these things, but what is it that that we can do to really just improve our culture, improve the environment that we have here, um, and just you know find ways to give back when we can. Be good custodians. Be good members of the community. You know, it, and you know, five six years ago, I don't think I would. Have the same response, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, just going through this whole process and, and learning as we go. I mean, that that's really what I, myself, and my wife, who uh, runs the company, uh, that that's really what we're trying to focus on right now. I think that's that's so wonderful, and I think that that really segues into my next question, which is that you have been such a wonderful steward uh, for the community during this pandemic as well. I mean, in terms of taking charge and giving back to the community and encouraging other businesses to do the same, you recently donated over a thousand PPEs to medical facilities in our area. Can you talk about that? 
Sure. Yeah. And we actually just got another uh, shipment in, uh, which we're, uh, we're excited to go donate uh, very soon. Uh, yeah. It, you know, I, I really, I can't take credit for it. It's, it's really our, uh, our supplier partners overseas stepped up. They saw that there was a need for these materials in the U S and especially in just the greater New Orleans area, it, New Orleans, uh, and even Jefferson Parish got a lot of national attention when it came to uh, shortages and when it came to uh, just how fast things were, you know, luckily things have scaled down a little bit, but at one point things were getting <laughs> a little out of hand with how fast the, uh, the virus was growing here. And so uh, they really stepped up and offered to uh, help us procure uh, these materials. And um, once we we're able to actually uh, get supplies here, we work with, uh, with a, a group of supplies for saints. They basically help identify uh, who's in need of PPE and then find people that have PPE and they, they connect them. And so we, uh, we work with them. It's a great organization and we didn't do much. All we did was just move it from one place to another. So it, it, I, I hate to take credit for it, but the, you know, the one thing I, I do like to do is use it as an opportunity to make sure that other manufacturers and other uh, companies that, that are doing business with companies overseas and that are already importing materials and supplies that uh, if there is PPE available, I, purchase it and, and bring it in because there are people that need it. I mean, just all sorts of, uh, all sorts of different areas, not just, of course, we want to make sure that the people in the front line have access to these materials, but there's also, um, you know, for instance, the, like daycare for the, for the people that are taking care of the kids that belong to the hospital workers that have to go to work. Uh, they need the PPE as well. So even if, uh, as, as materials become more available, there, there's still a need for another area. So that's what, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to do is just try to identify those places and just, all we're doing is just moving it from one place to another and uh, doing what we can. But yeah, we, we really encourage all other local businesses to, um, to try to do the same, you know, do, do what you can. If, if, if these materials are needed and um, if you have the means to, uh, to help, yeah, you, you should, there's no reason not to. You should certainly try to help if you can. And, and it really is a no small thing. I mean, a, a thousand PPEs to start. And I think you mentioned that there are more, you said there are more coming. Um, I mean, that is a, that is huge for some of these people that need it. So I, I think it's wonderful. Um, I know that our community is so grateful for that support. Um, you know, obviously the current situation has been deeply challenging, of course, for our people who are on the front lines working on this, um, for our residents, and for our businesses, um, how how has Oracle fared during this pandemic? Well, it, it's been it's been an adjustment, of course. You know, for us, thankfully, uh, we had a very good first quarter, which is carrying us through the second quarter. We actually, uh, you know, you mentioned the five thousand awards earlier. Just you know, the fastest growing companies in the in the country when you know, they do this big awards gala and you're out there and you're networking with like some of the most successful people in the country. And uh, there's just this big, you know, everybody's just so focused on, on, on growth and, you know, everybody's sitting around the banquet table, like, oh, we had 10X growth last year. We had 15X over the past two years. Next year, we expect to have 30X. And it's, it's like, you hear these numbers and you're like, wow, I, we got to get back and, and get to work. We, we have to, we have to try to keep up with, uh, with all the growth that, that these companies are doing. And then we, we noticed that, I mean, sometimes these companies would, would really, you know, they wouldn't be there next year because they grew themselves into failure. And so 
that was kind of a big wake up call is uh, some of these companies that, that you, you thought were just super successful, they were so focused on growth that they didn't really have the internal infrastructure or, uh, or the manpower or the supply chain or the distribution network to maintain this growth that they were so focused on. So, you know, you kind of hear a lot of these like, entrepreneurs, they have a startup and then they get an order from Walmart and then they can't fulfill it. And so we didn't want to find ourselves in that, that same situation. Uh, so we really, about two years ago, we, we slowed everything down and we brought in some consultants that really came through and just worked with us through the entire business to basically slow down the growth a little bit and just work on where we want to be and then have everything in place to, uh, to get there. And a lot of it had to do with, uh, we had to restructure the company a little bit, the way that uh, different departments uh, work together. And then uh, we also uh, had a big investment in just, just software, just basically software, enterprise type software that could run every aspect of the company. So that when we did grow to the point we wanted to be, we wouldn't be having to make these changes because it takes years to make this, uh, these custom softwares and things like that. So uh, on a smaller scale for entrepreneurs starting out or small business owners, it, it is something that you have to consider. It, Everybody wants to focus on, on how fast you can grow, but really you have to make sure that all these things are in place. So over the past few years, we've really been making all these changes, putting these systems in place. In 2020, this is going to be our year where we're going to, you know, we, we had everything ready to go. And uh, the year started off great. I mean, we uh, were on track for you know, record sales and we were really doing good. Um, and then the pandemic happened and sort of slowed, uh, slowed things down for us. But, you know, it, it's a it, it's it's a it's a blessing that that we were we were able to do so well in the first quarter that can really help carry us through this quarter. Um, but uh, we we fared through it pretty well. We've had to make a lot of adjustments with uh, with staff. Uh, we usually operate out of this building with uh, thirty people, and uh, to be compliant with the mandate, we're down to nine, and mm -hmm. everybody has their own offices, and we're all. Uh, practicing state social distancing and coming through and disinfecting all the workstations in the evenings and things like that. Uh, so uh, we're trying to do uh, what we can, but obviously when you when you scale down that much, it, it certainly causes some hiccups. And also, you know, it, it it helps kind of take a little bit different look at the at the business and maybe see some people are doing really well working from home. Maybe that's something that that's an option. Uh, you know, maybe there were some redundancies in, in certain areas where we didn't need it, where we had too many people in, in certain places. Uh, you know, not that that's the case, but it's just, you know, being able to take a look at the business and, and, and it gives you, again, it, uh, you know, I always try to say it's like with, with entrepreneurs, it's not, uh, it's not luck. Like a lot of people like to say luck, but it's more just like the ability to recognize, uh, uh, the ability to, to really, when there's an opportunity, you, you recognize that opportunity. And so uh, that doesn't just play into starting the business and, and planning business, it plays into running the business too. So uh, this is a way to sort of look at the, at the business as a whole from a completely different perspective while you're working in this very sort of strange time where uh, people are working remotely and maybe someone's moving in different departments and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, things happening and maybe there's an opportunity to make changes that could help in the future that, that you can implement from uh, from learning uh, the way this whole process works out, but um, yeah, it, it's 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 been very very strange for us, and I know a lot of other businesses are struggling right now. It, it, if if I could give any advice, it, it's again what it tends to happen 
to, to business owners, you start off with like that's entrepreneurial spirit. You want to go out and you want to create something and you, you, you'll do whatever you need to do to make it work. And then you get into a, you know, just sort of a routine where every day it's like, I do this and then I do this and I do this. And then it's a complete opposite of, of that initial entrepreneurial spirit where you'll work 14 hour days or you'll, you'll do things, whatever it takes to, to make it happen. So we, we get a little bit into a different mindset to where we're not necessarily willing to take these extreme steps. And, you know, what, what we did here is, is we said, first of all, when, you, when you, you're, you're trying to make decisions for your company, it, it's important to really take emotion out of this because what, what tends to happen is people sit down and they're like, this is a terrible situation that we're in. This is a, a horrible pandemic that's happening. How are we going to save the business? And so if you start off your, your intention with, this is terrible, this is horrible, then all your decisions that you make based on that are, are going to be terrible and horrible because that's what you're setting up, setting yourself up for. So uh, to really look at it, with no, don't say this is a horrible event and don't say this is a great event. Just say, this is the situation that we're in. We need to make adjustments to help the business grow in the short term or survive in the short term and grow in the future. So in this situation, how can we make decisions that are going to help us achieve those, those initiatives. And I mean, just for us here, simply, um, we didn't necessarily have a, a supply chain disruption, but we did have a disruption to our distribution network. So if uh, for us, for our products, we're, we're, we're selling large volumes of products to warehouse distributors that break that down into smaller wholesale type, type sizes, depending on the product. And then they sell that to a retail store or to a website fulfillment center or, or there, there's this process. So if, if anybody in that, that chain of custody is, is no longer open, like the retail store is closed because of the mandate or the warehouse distribution center is closed because there was an outbreak there, then that disrupts our distribution network. And then we can't get our products to customers. And for us, we had to say, well, what, what are our positives? Well, positives are we don't have a supply chain disruption, so we have product to sell. What's the other positive? Well, the other positive is that our products are, <laughs> they're, for, they're for people that are looking for a, a project to do. And right now, everybody's stuck at home, and they're looking for a project to do. If, if there's one thing about our products that people would say, it's like, oh, I just don't have time to install it. Well, now all you have is time. So now everyone has time, yeah. Right. <laughs> So, love that. so here's an opportunity. How can we how can we capitalize on this opportunity and get people the parts that they need? And so uh, we don't usually focus on direct to consumer sales, but we said, look, we got to step back and, and look at this in a different way and uh, really market the product direct to consumer. And our marketing team came up with some cool ideas with uh, like uh, stay at home sale and uh, lockdown deals and basically just a. Uh, finding ways to uh, get the product in front of end users and then just using uh, you know, Google ads and social media to, to get some initial, uh, to get some initial ads out there and to get this in front of people. And really, I mean, it's, it's been, to say it wasn't a success is an understatement because we've seen uh, 10, 12, 14X on return on ad spend. So wow. it's, uh, the ad spend is going really well and uh, it's keeping everybody here and employed. So we, we have products that, that need to ship, so um, it, it, it so it, it's a good thing. We're not we're not. I'm not saying anybody needs to go out and like take advantage of the situation. You got to find ways that you can to make your business work. It, it, if it's a product or a service that you you provide that people need right now, 
there, there's ways to make it work, even if it means you have to pivot like we did and, and focus a little bit maybe more on, on direct-to-consumer sales. Uh, but in the long run, direct-to-consumer model doesn't really work for us. It, it's not a sustainable model, but in the, in the short term, it, it's a great solution for us, I feel. I think it's wonderful that you've been able to see the opportunity and take advantage of it or, you know, capitalize on it during this time. I mean, I, I think that's such, that speaks such volumes to a business that is able to, to be successful, not just during these challenging times, but in general, like you said, uh, you know, identifying those opportunities. Um, and we're hearing that from a lot of different businesses, you know, as Jedco is out in the community and speaking with, with business owners who are, seeing different um, paths for success or different opportunities that have arisen that they would never have expected or, you know, chosen to follow had this not happened. And again, I am not saying that the pandemic is a good thing by any means, but I think it's, it's just been very interesting from an economic development perspective to, to see how businesses are, are, um, are handling the situation and and kind of pivoting like you guys. You know, we're we're working on coming back to business, um, and we're hoping to have something in place soon where we will be incrementally bringing business back into the community. And obviously, this is going to be following health expert guidance and you know leadership from the the governor and and beyond. But um, we're certain that we're going to come back from this stronger and more resilient. Can you? And I think you've spoken a little bit about this, but you know the community, this community, New Orleans, Jefferson Parish, we are a resilient community. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the perfect word for it. Is that I don't think that anybody in this community has to guess if it's going to come back or not because of we've been we've been tested. I mean, that that's the kind of people you know. If you're if you're in a in in, in the army, you want to be surrounded by people that have been tested before, that have been in, in battle before. And so uh, I don't think there's too many other places around the country that can say that they've been tested with this sort of, uh, with this sort of situation that's just unprecedented, like, like we have in this area. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very confident that this is something that, uh, that, that we can come back from. I, I think the whole country can, can come back from it. Just before with, with Katrina, it seemed, it seemed a little more I don't want to say hopeless, but it seemed like it was only happening to us. So it, it seemed like the rest of the rest of the country, rest of the world, just went around what they, they were doing their their just normal days, and, and we were here like really suffering. But with this, as, as a different feeling to it, because we're all in this together, and so uh, you, you see a lot more action. You see a lot more, uh, you know, things happening on the governmental side to make sure that uh, that that businesses come back, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully things really do get back. Uh, to normal as soon as possible. It's uh, it's it's a situation that that like you said, you wanna uh, you wanna look for opportunities. You wanna see how you can plan for these things in the future. If something like this does happen again, you wanna uh, try to find the silver linings. Even if you have to squint, you wanna try to find silver linings wherever you can, and just look for opportunities to learn from this. Because you know, it, for for us here, we'll, we do a lot of obviously engineering and product development. Whenever we have some sort of failure, a project doesn't do what it's supposed to do, we we don't consider it a failure as long as we have some sort of takeaway from it. We, we learn something from it. And we just have to approach this with that same sort of mindset. Is that, yeah, it, it's it's not something that anybody expected. It's not something that anybody would want to go through again. But what can we take from this that's going to help us personally, uh, professionally, and just as a community all together? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when it is back to business as usual, um, 
which will, like I said, be dictated by those medical professionals and the experts. What is on the horizon for Oracle Lighting? Um, what's the next big thing that you guys are working on? We've got a lot of really cool projects that, that we're working on here. Uh, it's uh, We've got a lot of things that, that have just been in the pipeline for a while that we're finally getting a chance to bring to market. But uh, some of the most exciting things are since the pandemic happened, we've had um, a lot of people reach out to us. I can back up a little bit. Um, so I, I talked before how we build products for uh, other manufacturers. Another thing that we launched last year was a OLT lab. It's a basically Oracle Lighting Technologies lab where it's a more of a, like a scaled down version where we, uh, the objective is to kind of help people bring products to market to where they don't, maybe they have a patent that they filed for where they have a concept, but they don't necessarily know how to make it work or how to manufacture it or how to engineer it. And we sort of can help them through, through that process. So uh, we've had, surprisingly, we've had multiple uh, local people bring us uh, these concepts for uh, what are essentially uh, UVGI, uh, what, UVGI is a ultraviolet germicidal irradiation. So basically we use a short wavelength uh, ultraviolet LEDs uh, to basically expose, uh, it, it has a sanitation effect or a sterilization effect rather when you expose it to something like a, a virus or a mm. microorganism. Um, what it does is, yeah, just basically uh, <laughs> the light uh, causes the DNA of that cell to mutate in a way to where it can't perform its cellular function. So let's say, um, and again, these are, uh, <laughs> these are products we have NDAs on, so I don't want to be too specific, but mm -hmm. uh, let's say that, that you have a device to where uh, you can create a barrier to where if there's a, a, a cell that's a, uh, a pathogen or something like that, uh, you can prevent that from coming into contact with somebody or it just inactivates the cell, which means that the exposure to the UV light, uh, again, it's a very specific wavelength that you have to expose it to at for, and you have to have a certain amount of exposure time. So all the things have to be kind of worked into the product, but um, it basically renders that cell harmful. So even if you were to uh, inhale a COVID uh, cell, it couldn't multiply because it could no more huh. cellular function. So <clears throat> this is something we actually worked with uh, a few years ago. Uh, but people were not so concerned about germs at that time. So, sure. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> if you went to the store, like a grocery store, five or four or five years ago, wearing a mask, people would think you had something wrong with you and they would stay away from you. So now it's just the new normal. So it seems like now people are more open-minded to these sorts of things. So uh, again, it, it was, well, they're, 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 uh, uh, these are mostly local people that brought us the, these ideas and uh, they're, they're genius. They're, they're going to save lives. And so we're going to help bring that, you know, take the concept they have, you know, sketch on a, on a cocktail napkin and bring it and actually make it into a product to where people that are on the front line can have another barrier of defense against, uh, you know, pathogens and viruses and germs and things like that. So that that's what we're most excited about right now. Yeah, yeah. That is so exciting. I, I I love to I love to hear that. I love to to see that. Whenever you guys, um, whenever that comes to fruition, please let us know, and we'll we'll spread the message and get the yeah. word out about it. Yeah, I think they'll be able to share some of that information uh, real soon. So 
um, yeah, I will definitely keep you guys in the loop. Well, I, I, again, I am so grateful for your time. I'm so glad to hear that Oracle is doing well. Um, you know, this, this is a company that we at Jedco are always really happy to see when you're doing all these great things and, you know, your contribution to the community during this time is really wonderful as well. So, um, we just thank you for, for everything really. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. and again, like I said, we are so appreciative of your time. Thank you for joining us on our podcast and, um, it was really nice chatting with you. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. We're, we're- we love being able to share information, especially to entrepreneurs and people trying to start businesses. It, it's it's having this community continue to be a, a hub for 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 businesses and growth. It, it's it benefits us all. So always happy to help. Wonderful. A special thanks to Justin for taking time out of his busy schedule to be on the show. If this is your first time tuning into the show, there are plenty more episodes where this one came from. Our episodes are released on Thursdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you stream your favorite podcasts. If you like our show, feel free to leave us a rating or a review. Those reviews help others find our show and listen in. We share links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. You can also visit our website at www.jedco.org. As I mentioned early in the show, we know these are challenging times. Jedco has been hard at work to support our business community during this crisis. Check out the Jefferson Back to Business Plan, which provides industry guidelines, information, resources, and phasing for reopening the parish economy. We also have a number of recovery resources, information, and industry checklists on our website at jedco.org slash COVID-19 updates. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, please email me at kscram at jedco.org. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you back here next week. Stay safe and healthy out there.